Tonight's episode is brought to you by The Souls of Sacrificial Turkeys of Thanksgiving Past, survivalfeeling.com, and you, our listeners. Life gives you lemons? Like, you don't have to make lemonade, you can make some kind of an alcoholic drink with it, I don't know. But, be creative is the point. What is up, all of you Wayward Souls? Welcome back once again to the Wayward Stories podcast. Wayward Stories is the podcast where we specialize in telling stories poorly. Actually, I hope not. I hope that you enjoy my stories. But that is what we do is we tell stories. To this point, we've only told my stories. We are still growing, getting out there and trying to build the following of this podcast and just trying to get it in front of more people. And when we get it in front of more people, I hope that the law of averages will work in our favor and people will start sending in their stories for us to all share with each other. That is the intended goal of this platform is to be one great big giant community where we all just, you know, get to live a little bit of the world through the other person's eyes. We can all walk in someone else's shoes just a little bit. Um, number one is interesting. It is um, horizon expanding for all of us, but also I think it makes the world just a little bit of a better place when we all take a minute to see the world through someone else's eyes, when we all take a minute to walk in someone else's shoes and, and hear the world from their perspective, um, you'd be amazed at how far a little bit of understanding goes. But anyway, if you have stories you would like to share with the podcast, we are still looking for submissions and you can submit them to mywaywardstory at gmail.com or better yet, go to waywardstories.com. I like it when you go to waywardstories.com and use the contact form because then that drives you to the webpage and you can peruse around and you can check out our photo galleries. You can read the like three blogs, three total blogs I've ever written. Y'all, I wrote like books at one point. I wrote like three books once and I swear to God that burned me so hardcore on writing that like I want to write blogs. I want to populate the webpage with blog information and I just don't have time or the desire. I just, I wrote a lot for a while and now I don't care for writing that much. I prefer to use this medium. It's easier to talk and dictate than it is to write. Um, but yeah, I like to drive you guys over to the website. That way you can check everything out. We have a lot of cool stuff over there. More than just three blogs. We've got photo galleries. We've got, hell, we've even got some merchandise. It's not great merchandise. Hey, by the way, if any of you out there specialize or have like, you know, screen printing operation that you, you're running or anything like, or if anyone out there is looking to partner up for some kind of a uh, partnership agreement, I have some great ideas for the merch that I want to put out there for this podcast and for this project. But honestly, Zazzle and Redbubble, Redbubble's who I use now, they just ain't doing it for me. Like, it's good in that it's there. It's print on demand. I don't have to have like a bunch of capital investment in it. It's good that it's there and it gives us something to put out there. But the quality is not the greatest and I can only customize it so much. So if any of you guys out there would like to get involved, you know, hit me up, mywaywardstory at gmail.com. Got some really cool ideas for t-shirts, hoodies, you know, things like that. Um, and I am currently actively looking for someone to partner with on something like that. So hit me up if you are in the game or if you know somebody that's in the game and you know who I need to get in touch with. Um, 
how have you guys been? I am super psyched to be back in the studio because yet again, me being in the studio means that I am home. And I'm not in the greater St. Louis metro driving around Mad Max style punting packages out the door of my big purple truck and um, having everyone in the world mad at me. Like, just by the way, be nice to your delivery drivers. I don't care if it's big brown, big blue, big purple, big yellow. I don't care. Be nice to them because here's the thing nobody understands about our world. Everyone seems to think we only have one delivery for the day and that it's yours. I have a lot more packages on my truck than just yours, and I don't have time to walk 350 yards on a special request behind your house, climb up in the top of your damn owl barn, and put the package up there where the the crackheads down the street won't steal it. I don't have time for that because I have 200 or more of you on my truck still. I don't have time. Industry standard is front porch. If you're not cool with front porch, I'm sorry. You're just going to have to get over it because that's where it's going. That's how it is. Y'all, being a delivery driver is not an easy job. Not everyone can do it. It is a challenge every day, and you do get exploited by your employers every day. It's a tough job. So just be nice to those guys, especially right now, y'all. We about to eat turkey tomorrow. Y'all going to eat turkey tomorrow, and the very next day, you're all either going to go online or you're going to go throw fisticuffs and throw hands in a store somewhere to get this year's version of the Tickle Me Elmo. And especially you that are doing the online ordering, you have no idea the hell you have fraught on us. It's coming down. We're already girding our loins, okay, up in Big Purple Land and all the other delivery lands. We're already battening down the hatches, ordering trucks, renting every dang u-haul and hertz and penske van in a million miles and hiring people that ain't got a damn clue what they're doing or how to drive a truck and trying to teach them in like three days how to deliver a route it's about to be crazy so be nice to that guy who's walking up to your front door because i promise you he's been on like three hours of sleep in the last month he is going hard as he can go and he's doing everything he can to get those stinking packages off his truck so he can go the hell home to his own family All I'm saying is our job is hard. It's a struggle every day. And we ain't trying to like not bring you your stuff. We have no, we don't care if you get your stuff or not. You need to understand that. We don't care. They're packages. They're brown boxes on a truck. That's all they are to us. We're just trying to take them off where they're supposed to go. Nobody's trying to sabotage you. Nobody's trying to keep you from getting your stuff. Nobody's trying to break your stuff in transit. That's not what we're out to do. We just want to take the box off the truck and put it on your porch and go home to our own families. Okay? There is no conspiracy against you. I promise. So just be understanding of what we're going through out there trying to get the job done. Anyway, there's my soapbox for today. One of many, I assure you. I'm sure we'll hit more. Um... But I hope you guys have had a good week. I hope you've been off all this week for Thanksgiving. It's like a lot of kids and some people with great jobs have. And I hope you've been enjoying it. And yeah, tomorrow's going to be Thanksgiving as this episode drops. I hope that you guys have a great time with your family tomorrow. I hope that you have a family to celebrate with. And if you, like me, do not, I hope that you have your own traditions built that help you to deal with not having any family on this kind of a holiday. I have my own. This year, I won't be participating in them because I will be driving yet again back to the loop. And yeah, that's great fun. But like for me personally, my tradition just became 
um, after I kind of lost all my family, it just became like I would take my own little mini vacation every year over Thanksgiving. It's kind of how I dealt with it. At first, you know, it's like a coping mechanism, but it really became a thing that I look forward to and enjoy every year is a little bit of time by myself and an adventure somewhere when no one else is out. Nobody's in the parks. No one's out on the trails. No one's out there in the wilderness, hardly at all, on a big holiday like Thanksgiving. The only thing you got to watch out for is hunters. But it kind of became a tradition that I've come to really love and look forward to. Like, I enjoy it very much. So, you know, if any of you out there don't have any family or anything, don't don't sit around and do nothing on Thanksgiving. Make your own tradition. Make your own traditions. Um, they can become, whether you realize it or not, they can become something you look forward to every bit as much as the old ways of doing things. It's a new world. The old hierarchies are crumbling, y'all, all around us. It's a new world, a new dawn of something new. Ain't none of us know what the hell we're walking into, but it's happening. So just get ready for it. Um, and just trying to adapt, learn. That's what's beautiful about the human race. That's what's great about us as a species is we evolve and adapt relatively well. Like we can be really stubborn because, you know, of all the creatures, we got the brain that can reason and logic and we can be really stubborn and we can be jerks. But for the most part, we adapt, we evolve and we survive pretty darn well. And uh, just kind of look at life that way. Sometimes, you know, life gives you lemons like you don't have to make lemonade. You can make some kind of an alcoholic drink with it. I don't know. But be creative is the point. Come up with stuff that you love and do that. Um. I'll tell you what, we're going to we're going to get into basically tonight's episode is just going to be about being thankful, but not necessarily just thankful in general. I've kind of always had a problem with that. Like people are like, you know, count your blessings. You know, when things are really bad, they're like, count your blessings. But it's like so disingenuous and it's so insincere. It's like they don't know what else to tell you because you're going through some kind of crappy something that they're not. And it's hard for those people in those situations to know the right thing to say or what you need. So when things are going south and people are like, count your blessings, like that's always kind of like just not set well with me. It's like, you know what? I need to feel my feelings. How about you just let me be mad for a minute? How about you let me be bitter and angry? You know, that's actually healthy. Y'all just FYI, go look it up. If you don't believe me, go look it up. It's healthy to feel your feelings where it becomes unhealthy is when you don't let go of those feelings. Feelings. It's like there's a big difference between holding a grudge and holding a witness. Like I've had people, you know, if you've ever been accused of holding a grudge, y'all, there's a big difference between holding a grudge and holding a witness. To hold a grudge, somebody has to actually want forgiveness and have apologized and acknowledged something that they did wrong to you. And then you say no, and you hold it against them. That is, by definition, holding a grudge. Not letting go of something that somebody has acknowledged and tried to basically pay recompense for and make right. Holding a witness is when someone refuses to acknowledge that they did these horrible things and you still can let it go. You can still go on with your life. Like you don't have to sit around and like, you know, meticulously Mr. Burns them. You just, you know, you can let it go, but you hold that witness. Because, like, there's got to be some level of accountability in the world. Because if there's not, then, like, you know, everyone gets a free pass. And that's not cool. Because that is called enabling. That is enabling manipulative people or abusive people to continue to be manipulative and abusive. And that's super not okay. Because in that case, innocent people get hurt. And that's just not bueno. That's no bueno. 
in no way, shape, or form. So there's a difference between holding a grudge and holding a witness, bearing bearing a witness against something. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about a lot of things tonight, but specifically just about how to be thankful, maybe, when things aren't so great. Like, I don't know how we're going to keep this super on topic um, of like the outdoors. I don't know how we're really going to stay with the theme tonight, but I kind of just gave up on it for tonight's episode. This is what's been on my heart. This is what's been on my mind for the last week, week and a half. This next episode is going to be about being thankful. And I don't know. Like, I've struggled with how do I keep it on brand for the outdoors? And you know what? It just might not be. Like, the great outdoors is something I'm hugely thankful for. And it's like this parallel storyline. There's a story arc with me over the last four to four and a half years. And the outdoors has been there for me when nothing else was. It saved my life in a lot of ways some four years ago. And so I'm very thankful for it. And, like, really, these two stories are intertwined. They kind of roll together throughout the arc of my life over the last few years. So in my mind, it makes sense. To you guys, it might not make a damn bit of sense. But that's okay. Like, this is a podcast episode. It's going to be roughly an hour long. And you know what? Like, you're going to listen to it or you're not going to listen to it one way or another. But the things I say here tonight are, I think, at least useful for people. Some people might find it useful in their own life to apply to their life. But other people might actually just benefit from hearing about the world through someone else's eyes and through someone else's experience that's maybe something completely different than your own and maybe it will help you broaden your horizons, your thought processes. Maybe you'll be more understanding about the people in your world. You know, like they say, you know, just generally be kind to people because you never know what somebody's going through. There's so much truth to that cliche little statement. There's a reason that statement's a cliche. There's so much truth to it. You really don't know what somebody is going through. Um, so it is important. It is important to be kind. Um, before we get on into all of it, like I am getting old. That's something else we need to touch on here. I will be 41, um, on Sunday. As you guys are listening to this, it's going to be Thanksgiving tomorrow on Thursday. My birthday's on Sunday. Um, that used to be a lot of fun when I was younger having a birthday that usually shared, it shares the same week as Thanksgiving, no matter what, but it kind of goes through a cycle every four to five years. Sometimes it's on Thanksgiving. Other times it's the day after whatever this year it's on Sunday. When I was young, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, cause I would get like birthday cake to go along with my turkey and dressing. And also like when I was a lot younger and this is back in the eighties when a $5 bill was a lot of money. Um, occasionally my more favorite aunts and uncles, somebody would slip me a five or a 10 or whatever. So sometimes you'd go home with a little bit of cash in your pocket, belly full of cake and, um, turkey and stuffing and dressing, whatever. And, uh, that was pretty glorious. But, um, as I've gotten older, you know, that's nobody cares about your birthday anymore, but yourself. I'm actually pretty psyched about being middle-aged, so to speak. And you might not believe that, but I really am. Last year I was really hyped. I just felt like good things are coming, man. Like you got your whole life ahead of you. You really do. In today's age with medicine where it is, and I personally feel like I'm in probably about the best shape I've ever been in because of my job for the last four years. And I'm really setting in a good place right now. Um, as far as physically, mentally, spiritually, like I'm in a really good place. I've struggled a ton to get here. And that kind of really brings us to the point of tonight's episode. How to be thankful, how to be able to stop sometimes when you're going through the hell 
and the slog of whatever life is thrown at you and being able to stop for a second and look back and go, hey, wait, like I've actually come a long way. We've actually accomplished a lot. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about tonight. But with getting old comes like getting old things like I can't see crap right now. Like I'm looking at this screen. Like if you guys are watching on YouTube and like the exposure's jacked up or this doesn't look right, like I'm sorry, but I don't know what else to do because I can't see my phone. I'm looking at it right now. My pupils are dilated. I'm like a cat who just rolled in catnip all day. I can't see anything because I had to go to the optometrist. My vision insurance kicked in on November 1st. I just got home. First chance to go to the optometrist. You know, we're just going to leave that in. If that doesn't like blow out the speakers, we're just going to leave that in. Y'all don't know how much of that goes on in the editing of these episodes. I stumble on my words a lot. But um, yeah, I had to go to the optometrist. First time in my life. I've always had like perfect vision or just a little bit better, like 15, 20 or whatever. But I don't know, eight or nine months ago, I woke up one morning and tried to read something pretty small right here in the kitchen. Um, I had no idea what I was looking at. It was all blurry and I was like, oh Lord, I can't see. And um, so I've been kind of dealing with that for the last eight or nine months, realizing my near vision is not so great. My far vision is still fine, more than fine. But up here, not so good. So, you know, maybe, maybe a couple of episodes from now, you guys are going to be seeing me in glasses when they finally come in. I am going to have some glasses for the first time in my life. They're just basically readers, but my insurance paid for everything. So I got some Oakley readers and they are some sexy glasses. Like I am looking forward to wearing those. I know you guys, a lot of people that wear glasses, hate wearing glasses. And when you're younger, you know, people get really um, self-conscious about wearing glasses, but it's kind of funny. Like at this point in my life, at this age, I don't really care anymore. I'm kind of psyched about it. It's going to be a new look. I'm kind of psyched about it. And I like the way they look. I'm looking forward to getting them. I'm looking forward to wearing them, believe it or not. Um, But yeah, so that's like going on right now. That was my morning this morning was getting my pupils dilated and having like this full on retinal scans and the whole nine yards. And I can't see anything. So I have no clue what's really happening right now. I don't know how this looks. I hope it looks okay. Um... But yeah, so we're going to get into tonight's point, the point of tonight's episode. But I do want to say, and I should have already done this like way up at the beginning, done this in like some housekeeping. But like last week and I think in previous weeks, and I've not been real, you know, conservative about how I feel about social media. I really hate it. Like I'm the worst dude at the party when it comes to social media. I'm like the guy that comes, eats everything at the party without being invited and then just leaves. Like I'm, I'm totally a party crasher on social media. I can't stand to read it. I can't go and look at the post because I just, I've learned it takes me to a world that I don't like to live in. The real world is completely different than the social media world. I see you guys fighting, like see posts, like trolling posts, see posts that are intentionally put out there. Some of these awesome groups like our, my Buffalo river page, it never fails. Somebody's going to go in there. They're going to hang off a damn cliff. They're going to take a picture of it. They're going to post it and try to act like they're not hanging off the cliff in it, you know, tongue in cheek and wait for the people to come. And then they're going to shoot at the people, how old they are and how farty they are and how crotchety they are. And they need to just get over it because, you know, whatever. And then we just have this huge brawl, you know keyboard warrior brawl. And it's like so negative. Social media is so damn negative. I just can't even, I just can't even. But what I want to say here is 
since I do talk so much crap about how bad social media is for all of us, and I still truly believe that there is good out there. There is good that can come from it. And I wanted to point out a couple of people tonight, some really good follows on Instagram. I want to go the opposite way. I'm always bagging on social media. I want to go the opposite way and try to balance it out a little bit with some positivity. There are a couple of great follows on Instagram. If you guys are on Instagram, which of course you are, because everyone is like my dead grandmother's on Instagram. So anyway, follow Susan underscore V underscore Watson and follow road trips and pictures. Those are two great follows. I like both of them because Susan V. Watson, she's down around Caddo Lake in Texas, and it's a great, it's the world's largest cypress forest. We've talked about this on a previous episode, and she's taking amazing wildlife pictures and like swamp photography down there, and it's not geared towards selling anything. It's not geared towards, you know, self-aggrandizement she's literally just taking pictures of what she sees and she's committed to taking good pictures and doing good editing she is a good example of the medium of the art form of photography and she deserves a shout out and she deserves a follow you guys will enjoy looking at her pictures and the same goes for road trips and pictures the name is kind of self-explanatory this young lady takes road trips and pictures and oddly enough just like with Susan V. Watson, oddly enough, she's not like using it as a platform to try to, you know, self-aggrandize. This is about her taking pictures of things she loves. And that's why I love following her account so much because she gets out. She takes road trips through this great state of Arkansas of ours. And she's really into a lot of um, abandoned stuff, abandoned structures, abandoned farmhouses, the old things you find dilapidated and falling in along the sides of the highway. She is really good with her photography. She takes really good pictures. She always offers some song lyrics from something that strikes in her brain as best I can tell that seems to match up with what that picture is telling us, what she wants it to say. And so you got kind of like a couple of angles going here for the medium as she is using it to portray the world through her eyes. And like, she's a great follow. She's just a great follow. So road trips and pictures and Susan V. Watson, if you guys are on Instagram, maybe you should look them up, check them out because they are an example of positive, positive example of good use of social media. Like, Social media has just gotten really bad, but they are good follows. And I just wanted to do that. I just wanted to be positive about something. Shout out some positive things and spread the love around a little bit. If y'all are listening to me, you should be following them. Anyway, getting on into the rest of the episode as we go, like, again, talking about being thankful. I don't want this to be trite. I don't want it to be contrite. I don't want it to come off patronizing or condescending. Like, this is a tough concept to figure out how to go about how to approach and how to present. Because like I said, if you're going through hell or you've been through a hell, it's hard to hear someone say, just count your blessings. Like it just doesn't work that way. In reality, does it? For any of you that have been through stuff, how much does it grate your nerves when somebody tries to tell you, you need to just be thankful for what you do have? That can be harsh to hear sometimes because again, At the different points of, say, a grieving process, you know, you go through anger, you go through frustration, you go through sadness, you go through all of these different emotions, like, and they happen in a specific order. And it's hard to hear that sometimes. So I don't want to come off that way. That's not how I want to 
present this today or tonight rather. But I do want to share my experience in a way of the last four years and how the great outdoors, the wilderness was there for me to drag me out of the bottom of a hole and how being how thankful I am that it, it, it was there. It's hard for me to make this episode. It was hard for me thinking about this episode because sometimes it feels like life just keeps kicking you in the junk, right? You ever taken those body blows? You know what a body blow looks like in the movies, right? Somebody lands one right in your freaking rib cage and you double over and you're looking at the ground. Sometimes life does that to us. And sometimes it feels like it's one after the other after the other. Sometimes it feels like it's never ending. And I mean, I'm going to be way too transparent with y'all tonight. Probably, probably, probably already have been, but we're going there. Like four and a half years ago, there were days where I didn't want to keep breathing. Like, just to be completely straight honest with you, there were days where I didn't want to keep going. Like, I wanted it to be over with. But I was unwilling to do that. For one reason, one reason alone, and that was my daughter. Because I made peace with that. I was like, I would rather be miserable for the rest of my life, but be there for her, than to not be there for her and create the misery she will have to live with for the rest of her life. I couldn't go there. But I can appreciate people who have been to that level. I can appreciate that because sometimes life feels like there ain't nothing left. There ain't nothing left to go for. But here's what I'm here to tell you tonight. There is something to keep going for, whether it be a child, whether it be just for yourself, because you need to realize your own value. You need to be able to recognize that the things that happen to you are not truly not the definition of who you are. Like we talked about in the last episode for like five minutes, other people will create you to be a monster if they need to. You got to step back. Don't stop and think, okay, because this person said this thing or feels this way or did this thing, left my marriage, left me behind, did this or did that, whatever. It doesn't matter what you're facing specifically. That is not necessarily a reflection on you or your character, and it's definitely not a reflection on your value as a human being in this world. So what I want to say is this. When you take a body blow, you know, what's the first thing that happens when you take a body blow in real life, physically, in like a fight? You take one in the ribs, you're face down. You're looking right at the dirt, right? Like you may be standing up, but you're doubled over and you're looking at the ground and Just like in baseball or golf or tennis or any sport that you've ever played, you are going to go to whatever it is you're looking at. Wherever your eyes are focused is where that's your destination. That's where you're going. You have to keep your eyes on the ball, right? Well, when you take a gut punch, you're looking straight at the ground. The first thing you need to do is look back up as fast as you can. As soon as you can look back to the sky, you need to, because you don't need to go to the ground. If whoever punched you in the gut gets you to the ground, you know, that's when they can really pin their ears back. That's when they can go to town on you because they have you at disadvantage. That's what you need to try to avoid. When you take that gut punch, don't let the person that gut punched you, don't let them have that, have that pleasure. Don't let them have that. Look back up. No matter what, look back up. I think you probably know what this looks like. I mean, we've seen this in how many epic battle scenes and movies. I keep thinking of like Gladiator. I keep thinking of Maximus getting, you know, 
stabbed or gut punched or whatever happens and he's doubled over he's in pain but he's still looking up through the top of his eyes he's keeping his head up because the only way that you can live to fight another day is to see the next blow coming and try to be ready to absorb that you've always got to keep your eyes to the sky so to speak you've got to keep your eyes on let's say the prize you have to keep your eyes looking forward you can't look down because if you go down that's where you can pretty much lose the game that's where the fight can end right there so like here's how it worked for me when it got ugly when things went really really bad there were days like i said where i didn't want to keep going i really didn't um but i did for one reason alone And that was my child. And then as time passes, as time grows, as time moves on and certain wounds start to heal, like they say, time heals all wounds. It really does. As you start to move forward, there may be more punches. You may take more shots. You might get some more sucker punches in there. But as long as you keep your head up and you keep stumbling forward, you will eventually get to where you're going. You will get past that. The person that's trying to beat you in the ground will eventually get tired of trying to beat you into the ground. Like at some point, the novelty's gone, right? It's no longer amusing if the person just won't stop, if they just won't quit. If you think about it, guys, it's the ultimate middle finger to whatever and whoever has come at you and doing the things they're doing to not let them win. Like you may not be able to fight back. You may not be able to beat them, but them not being able to beat you, just refusing to yield, that's the greatest F you you could ever give someone who is unrightfully treating you however it is they're treating you or doing to you whatever it is they might have done to you. Like that's supremely important in my eyes, in my mind, and what happened for me, what mattered to me was... The biggest middle finger I could give to all the people in on this little shindig is to not acknowledge it, to survive it, and to keep going, and to be the best version of me I can be for my child. For me to expand my horizons, expand my knowledge, do anything and everything in my power to become a better person and live a good life and a happy life. And that's what my focus became was essentially survival through defiance. That's essentially what it became. And that is why I'm so thankful For the great outdoors, that's why I'm thankful for wilderness and the love for it that was instilled in me, instilled in me by some of my good friends and grade school's parents, people that took me out with them on their hunting trips, on their fishing trips. I am so insanely grateful that I had those experiences as a child that instilled this love for me, in me, for the outdoors. Because it truly gave me something to keep pushing for. Okay, like, some of y'all are going to understand this. If you've ever been through some bad stuff, like, you may have a reason to not give up like a child. But it doesn't necessarily give you the motivation for your own personal self to keep trying to go. It's like, okay, I can either just survive or I can try to overcome it and thrive. Like, you know what I mean? Just having a reason to stay alive is not the same as finding a true 
motivation and drive to overcome it and become the best version of you and the best version of your life that you can get your hands on. And that's what this is really all about tonight is how thankful I am that the wilderness was there. It gave me somewhere to go. It gave me, it gave me a goal. I wanted to talk about it. This podcast tonight, I am thankful for this podcast that I am making right here tonight. I am thankful for this project because this project helped me get through these last four years. When things were like at their worst, when things sucked really bad, I always had something in my mind. There's a place I'm going. There is somewhere I'm trying to get. And where that is, is right here, right now on this screen, through these speakers that you're listening to me on right now here tonight. This was the goal. This is where it started. This is one of the things that on a personal level kept me going, gave me something enjoyable to look forward to, something enjoyable to go do, to build my knowledge base, to build my cred, to build whatever it was I needed to build to build this platform. That's what these last three, four years, that's truly what it's been about. And last year when I was coming into 40 years old, that was what was on my mind is like, okay, we're in a good place. We're in a pretty good place. We're not too old by any means. We're just old enough, still young enough to have a lot of fun and physically manage having a lot of fun, getting out there and doing things, but old enough, old enough to not make the really stupid mistakes, the mistakes that hurt as often, the mistakes that cost money and waste money. Like we have wisdom to go with our age, but enough youth to go out and enjoy it. And I'm, I was psyched. I was super psyched. Then I started taking gut punches, like just like not more than really a week and a half after my birthday came and went, I started taking gut punches. And at first, at first I was like, yo, I hope this is just one of those one or two week things. You know, like you ever notice that you go through these little cycles where things get really bad or crappy for a little while. And you're like, okay, this too shall pass. As they say, this too shall pass. But like it didn't. This year, first it was two or three weeks, and then it was into two months, and then it was five months, and then I just quit keeping track. Okay, so this is going to be a bad year. And it was. This was a pretty crappy year in so many ways. But this herein lies where the idea for tonight's podcast came from was literally this last 12 months has been a little bit of an issue. It's been hard. It has been a slog. Um... And at one of those bad times, like, you know, you've spent three years going through slogs in the ish show. Now it's like, I'm ready to move forward. I am ready to go live this life. I'm ready to get on with living because, yes, even though I'm still young enough to go out and enjoy it, clock is ticking. So I better get after it, right? But what I realized was is when I looked back and I started thinking about, man, this year's kind of really sucked really hard. But then I started thinking about what has been accomplished this year. Where did you go? You've always had this one single-minded goal, right? I mean, yeah, maybe it's multi-minded, but you've essentially had this one goal of where you're trying to get, coming out of divorce, coming out of a whole different life, coming out of a whole different mindset that you were brainwashed into. That's one of the other things I'm hugely thankful about is I got my mind back. I got my heart back that I used to have. I got to come back at this life and come back at this world with a clean slate. Like I've said this before, I think in early episodes, y'all, if something feels like it's the worst thing that's ever happened to you has happened to you, don't give up. 
because I am living proof that sometimes that worst thing that's ever happened to you actually, ironically, turns out to be the best thing that's ever happened to you. You just have to give it time. You have to give it time to see where it's going. That's super important. I am living, breathing, walking, talking proof that the worst thing that ever happened to me happened. I didn't want to live anymore. I really didn't. But here I am, and I am happy and thankful that that thing happened because it truly, sincerely was the best thing that ever happened to me in my life. And truth be told, even though it's been hell for my child, she don't know it yet. But this is the best thing that ever happened to her, too. She has hope. She has a different possibility of a future now that she wouldn't have had otherwise. And that is an awesome thing. Like, I'm not going into all those details. That's way too deep, way too personal, and way too consequential for me to share in a public forum. But just believe you me, you have no idea how significant that is. Because it was going to be one way and one way only for her. With the events that occurred and this being the situation now, that child has a chance at things she would have never had a chance at. And I am over the moon thankful that that occurred. So back to the theme of thankful. I am thankful for a lot of things that were maybe at the time didn't seem like things that anyone would ever, ever, ever be thankful for. Um, But here I stand as a testament that I am. And as it were, to get back kind of <laughs> get back onto subjects, like I haven't been on subject all night, but to get back onto the subject of this last year, when I look back at it, it was a rough year, but I truly built the foundation for where I want to go from here forward. And how did that happen? Like, I didn't really realize it, but it happened one way. It's because I had previously already had an idea of where I want to go. I've got an idea of what I want my life to look like. And I've been building all the things I do in my world geared towards that goal, towards that end result. And so all the while I was slogging through this year, slowly but surely, and dealing with and taking the gut punches and just continuing to try to struggle forward, I didn't realize because I had already set my trajectory, because I had already set my path, that going through all of that, I was slowly but gradually and surely building the foundation for where I want to go from here. And this year, even though it hurt and it was a hard year to get through, it turns out that it absolutely was probably one of the best years I've ever had. When you really put it down on paper, and I mean, I'm talking spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and financially, all the crap I've went through, I built a foundation this year to move forward on. I've built a foundation that I am thankful in my heart I'm not proud of it or anything like that. I'm not sitting here saying, I'm proud of what I've done and what I've become. I'm not that at all. I am thankful that it happened. I'm thankful that things are finally starting to go in good directions. And building that that foundation is key, guys. That's the thing. Like This goes back into a million different philosophies. The most obvious one that stands out to everyone is like the old Christian idea of building your house on the sand. Um... If you build on a soft foundation, your house is going to crumble. It's just, it's a great analogy. Like, I hope I don't offend anyone that has a different belief because I don't actually buy that myself. But the concept is a solid philosophical concept that goes through all philosophies. Um, You have to have a solid foundation or the house you're trying to build is going to fall in on itself. So whatever it is that you're trying to go towards, it can be really hard to do when you're going through really hard times. But that can also be the thing 
that helps you get there. Because sometimes when you're going through really hard times, you need a reason to keep doing stuff, right? Like the last thing you need is to be sitting alone in a dark room. Meditation is awesome. I love meditating. Meditation's a great thing. But there comes a point where it's no longer meditation and it's dwelling. And when you start dwelling on stuff, that's not so bueno. That's not so good. Okay. So what I'm saying is, if you look at it and say, I got to have something to do, or I'm going to go insane. I'm going to lose my mind here. Figure out where you want to go from there. And if you can see a place where you'd like to be someday and you set your intentions on it and you set your eyes towards it, you will start getting there slowly but surely through the slog, wading waist deep through the muck of a swamp. Feels like you're going nowhere. You're exhausted. You're tired. Your legs hurt. You don't know how much longer you can go. You feel like you're going nowhere. But after a couple of hours of that, after a couple of years of that, you turn around and you look back and you go, holy crap, I can't even see where I started. I may still be in the slog and I may still have a ways to go before I get there, but you're not where you started. You have made progress. And that's what's so important about it, I think, is to continue to look up. After the gut punch, keep your eyes up. Bring your eyes back up from the ground and look forward and continue to move and continue to drive. And that's what's going to get you where you need to go and to be able to reach a point where you can look back and be thankful like I am right here right now today. The point is, though, I need to make this clear. I'm not where I want to be yet. We're not there yet. But as I look back on this year, I can't see where I started this year at. And that's positive. That's something to be thankful for. That's very positive. Um, it's about looking for the good stuff in bad situations. And that's where it gets back to that kind of patronizing part. It gets back to that count your blessing stuff that can be hard to hear when you're going through it. But like I said, when you look at, like I said, the worst thing that ever happened to me, I was so, so distraught over that. I can't even begin to relate to you the hell that I went through though many of you almost one thing I've learned in the last four years is I've gone back out discovering myself as I've gone back out on my ventures and looking for me where the idea for wayward stories came from one thing I learned is everyone's got their own tragedy everyone you meet has been through a hell that you can't imagine at some point in their life everyone all of us that goes back to be kind because you don't know what people are going through. Everyone's been through something horrible. Um, When you're going through those horrible things, one thing that can help is to go, what am I learning from this? What can I change that would affect me in a positive way from this? What did this teach me as I move forward? And guys, that might be as simple as, hey, blood's not thicker than water. My family betrayed me. And you know what? It's okay to cut people out of your life. You don't have to be loyal to them just because you're biologically related to them. If they did something and they betrayed you and your loyalty, guys, it is okay. It's okay to cut people out of your life and move forward. And I think a lot of people need to hear that. And a whole lot of you aren't going to agree with that and probably have something to say about it. And that's fine. We are all we are all entitled to our own opinions. And that's what this is. This is just an opinion. This is just a point of view from the old wayward son here. This is a point of view from the life that I've lived. And guys, people walking around with perceived guilt 
about not wanting to have someone in their life anymore that was terrible to them simply because they're biologically like bound to, that's not okay. That's not fair. Because you know what? Again, it goes back to enabling. If somebody who is related to you treats you poorly in any way, shape, or form, any kind of abuse whatsoever, and you've said, I don't like this, if you've stood your ground about it, if you've made your case about it and it continues, they are manipulating you and using you. They're using the fact that they know you won't cut them out of their life. That is just a whole other form of abuse. And that is something I believe is super important for everyone to just at least consider Just consider that you don't have to put up with anything in your life, guys. You don't have to. You don't have to. You live your life the way you need to live your life because guess what? It's yours. None of those people are living it for you, are they? They might like to tell you how you should live it, but none of them are coming and doing it. They ain't paying your bills, are they? They're not helping you deal with the heartaches and the pains. And If they're not there for you, you don't have to. I'm not telling you to just up and leave your family, but what I'm telling you is you don't have to make space for that. You don't have to entertain that. You don't have to. You can let it go. That's one of the things I'd like to come forward and come out of tonight's episode is for anyone and everyone that's ever been through or is currently going through something. It doesn't have to be that way forever. Just understand that there is still life out there to live. There is still life out there to live, and that's me. What I'm doing right now, sitting here, is being living proof of that, that there is still life to live after the traumatic situation in your life. There's still life to live out there, and a good life. And in my case, it's been a better life. It's been harder and worse in so many ways, all the ways that actually pertain to my child. But we have maintained our bond. I have maintained my position in her life, because it was never in my goals to not be there at all you know like I've maintained being her father because that's the single most important thing to me is to be her dad but you realize at a point you don't just need to be someone's parent you need to be a happy version of yourself you need to be the best version of yourself for that kid you need to be the best you can be to show them to show them what life can be like, to show them that you can overcome hardships, to show them that you can build anything at any point, at any age in your life, that you don't ever have to say die. You never have to quit. You never have to back off of something. You never have to give up. There's always something more. You just have to push for it. You have to set your eyes on it. And I'm hoping that that's coming through, that that idea is coming through. For me, Watch me try to pull this around after 48 minutes of rambling incoherently. Watch me try to pull this around and make it make sense within the theme of the great outdoors. But for me, all of this stuff went down. All of these bad things went down. I was suddenly left with nothing and nowhere to go, but either sideways or up. I could either stay still, go sideways, or I could find a way to start crawling up. And it's not in me. It's not in me to stay down. It's not in me to go sideways unless it's a tactical move to gain a better advantage to go up. It's not in me to give up. It's not in me to kowtow to bullies or oppressors. I will fight back to the very death. I will. I'll pick a a hill to die on and I'll die on that hill. If it's in principle, something I believe in. And for me, on principle was I'm going to have the best life I've ever had. I'm going to build from this place where I have literally nothing like $200 in the bank and nowhere to go and dang near homeless within weeks, dang near homeless unless something went the right way. And then divine intervention, good luck, 
whatever you want to call it, whatever you personally want to believe in, intervened. And from that moment forward, my life has gone nowhere but up. It's been a painful climb. It's been a hard climb. It's been a paradox. It's a paradox. Good thing, good and bad have coexisted in the same time frame on extreme levels, polar opposites. But it's been an awesome, awesome climb. When I look back on it, I have many, many reasons to be thankful. And guys, you know, it was to get here. When I started thinking, I have to have a reason to live my life other than just go to work every day, other than to just be a dad. Those two things are supremely important, but they don't feel like, a, you know, other than being a, child, a parent. There's not like purpose in that on an individual level. Like I can probably be mistook for what I'm trying to say here and people could take it out of context. Don't think that I believe that your child is not good enough reason to just keep surviving and keep living because she absolutely or he absolutely is whatever your child is. They are absolutely enough reason alone to keep you going. But like on a personal edification level as an individual on this planet, you want to live out a purpose that feels like it's your purpose. You want to live out a goal that feels like it's your goal. And that's what the wilderness became to me. It saved my life. And my goal became sharing how the wilderness saved my life and showing people, hopefully through example, you can have a job and have to work every day. You can have children in custody and things that you have to deal with. You can have hells that you have to go through. You can have bills that you have to pay. But whatever your heart is passionate about can still exist in your life. It's just going to be hard to chase it. But guys, anything worth doing is worth fighting for. Anything worth having is worth working for, is it not? If you find something that you feel like is a goal and a purpose and a reason in your life, it's worth pursuing and trying to get there. And that's what this podcast has been for me, getting to the point of making this podcast. Yeah, I made the YouTube channel for a long time because it was simple. It was easy. I could do it with my phone. It was right there. I've been in film and video. I knew how that all worked. That was super simple. Just make my little experiential videos and start trying to build a community that I want to be a part of. That's what I wanted is to build a community that I would love to be a part of. And the whole goal was to just keep going, experiencing that edifies my soul is to go and to learn and to experience. That's what I've been after this whole time is to continue well, I say continue. First of all, it was to get back to it because I'd lost it for more than a decade of my life. The things that I loved, the things that I cared about didn't exist. They weren't there anymore for me. The opportunity came for me to have them again and go out and do the things that feed me and edify me, which is to learn, which is to expand my awareness, whether it be spiritual or just intellectual. It doesn't matter. I want to know it all. I know I'm never going to know it all, but I can sure as hell try. And that is fun. That is enjoyable for me. Learn as much as I can and try to share it. Try to share showing like, look, I found my passion. I found the thing that I love. It was renewed. It was brought back to my world and to my life. And here I am. Here it is. And this is me doing it after the lowest point of my entire life. I hit the lowest point of my entire life. And from there, have come to here, which is honestly probably closer to the highest point in my entire life. And we're nowhere near where I want to go yet. We're not even there yet, but this is still 
easily probably one of the higher points of my entire life because I am and have found who I am, who I want to be and where I want to go. And that's something I've never had in my life. And it took all this BS that I've been through and all this hell to create a place where I could know, have the clarity to see this is who I want to be. And this is where I want to go. And all of it came down to this one general broad idea that's been so hard for me, even to this moment, to really pin down how the two coincide. But me finding a voice, me speaking my truth and being able to show how it exists within a place that I'm passionate about, like the great outdoors. That's the great backdrop for this that will hopefully make people interested in this podcast. It's just hearing about stories about the great outdoors and getting outside and wanting to share their own stories. But ultimately, it's bigger than that. Ultimately, this is about me wanting to just help people, show people like, God, life's hard for all of us. We can all go through stuff that's just absolutely brutal, but don't give up. Because if you do this and you fight and you don't look at the dirt when you get punched in the gut, but you look back up and you look right back square in the eyes of the person that punched you in the gut and you keep trudging forward, eventually you will get beyond that. Eventually you will be able to stand up straight again. Eventually you will be able to turn and look back and not even see the person that was trying to destroy you because you've left them so far in the dust that they are literally over the horizon. You will get there. The point is to not give up before you get that opportunity. You only die, guys. You only die when you physically have no control over whether you die anymore. Don't ever lay down. Don't ever lay down and accept it. Fight it to the very end. And if you do die, you won't have regrets when you do it. And if you don't, you will survive it. You'll be stronger for it. You'll have a better life for it. You'll have better friends. You'll have better family in your life. The people that stuck around will be the real people, the true people, the people you want in your world. Everything you have will be something you earned that no one gave to you, that no one is trying to take credit for or control you with or hold over your head. At the end of the day, it's all yours. You fought for all of it and whatever you believe in, whether it's nothing or it's a God or it's everything. All you have to think is yourself and that divine source, if you believe in it, for helping you to get there. And the people that came forward and showed you their true colors for the better, that proved that they were your blood, even if they're not blood. And everyone needs some of those people in their life. And after this four years, you know how many I got? You know how many I got that are like that to me? Trace, three, three people after four years that really, really showed they were ride or die. They were down to ride for homicide all the way. But those people are the truest family, the truest friends I have ever had. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt I can count on them for anything. And they know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they can count on me for anything. And I just, I want more people like that in my life. We all deserve family like that. We all deserve friends like that. But guys, the whole point is just keep going. Don't don't give up and you will be able to look back someday like me right now where again I'm not even where I'm trying to get but this is a decent place to take stock this is a decent place for me to look around and take stock and I realize looking back I have built a foundation for this podcast for this program for this this platform that I want to 
that has driven me for so long, I see that I have built that foundation and it's going to be sturdy and it's going to be stable and it's going to help us and propel us forward to the next phase as we keep moving forward. I look back and I see that I've built a foundation of family and friends, a few that have been close to me. I see that I've built a network of people in a broader spectrum that are great, great friends and great acquaintances that with time and life experiences to come and to pass could become that inner core of a group of just soul family, so to speak. I have reason on this Thanksgiving and my 41st birthday to look back. And even though I could easily look at it one way and not be thankful, I could be hateful. I could be bitter. I could be angry. But overall, the bigger picture, 100%, I have a reason to be thankful. And the reason that I'm thankful is because I'm freaking alive, man. And there were moments where that didn't look like that was going to continue to be the case. And not only am I alive, I have a healthy child, a beautiful child, an intelligent child. I have a nice roof over my head that I've had to sacrifice most of my life (laughs) over the last four years just to be able to even remotely afford. And at the end of the day, I still get to go on adventures sometime. If I save my money properly and I handle my business correctly, I still get to go out. And I still get to go taking adventures. And every once in a while, I get to buy myself a birthday present. Like the bicycle I told you about a couple episodes ago. And also, this new hoodie. Check this out. Guys, I'll turn tricks for a good hoodie. Like, look at this thing. I love this hoodie. And better yet, I even got it on a clearance rack. The Alpine Shop in St. Louis, Missouri. Y'all, every once in a while. Every once in a while, I get to do something I really enjoy. And... Every single week or other week, I get to do something I really, really enjoy, which is share me and myself and my experience with you. This episode got long, but I think I have said all I want to say for tonight. Yeah, it's off subject. Yeah, we, I don't think we ever got back to the theme of the great outdoors, but this whole thing's been about how essentially this podcast was here for me. This concept that I had in my mind gave me a reason to keep going, gave me a reason to keep fighting gave me a reason to keep living and just having a hope for a better, more enjoyable future. And, you know, we may not be there yet, but we're getting really close. And this was a great opportunity to take a look back at it. And just for me to realize I've come a long way and I'm still here and I'm still alive and things are pretty darn good. Relatively speaking. Anyway, I enjoy making this show for you guys. And I'm glad that you came back this week and I hope I didn't run you off and you'll come back next week or two weeks from now where we'll be back on to some uh, more normal stuff and not something so deep and philosophical. Um, anyway, yeah, if you guys get the opportunity, I'd really appreciate it. If you would rate and review and subscribe wherever you're listening to this, go check out the website, waywardstories.com for anything else until then. I will leave you with words that I brought up earlier in the episode. Be kind to each other because you don't ever know what someone is going through.